Okay, good evening everyone. Tonight's year, the Kliyakar, his life and his Tyra, is sponsored by the Greenberger family, Li'ili Nishmas, Chaim Yechezkel Shraga, Ben Yibadol Bechaim Lechaim, Rabbi Yitzchak Yaakov, Allah Vashalom, which is um, Chaim Dahan, Zechayin Levracha, whose Shloishim was today on Vav Iyar. So, Nishnashama should have an Aliyah. It was someone that uh, we all knew, or many of us knew, others, some better than others, but as a Shul, he used to come in the summers, and very often with Dab for Ahmed beautifully. So, the... Um, the learning should be an ilah for his neshama. Tonight, Abalainu Lataiva Arab Shabbos is Zion Iyar, is the 401st yard site of the Kliyakar. And there's a little bit of a confusion about when exactly his yard site is, because if you look at the Matseva in Prague, which I was Eicha to be at a few years ago, it actually says Zion Adar. Now the the um, it seems that when they redid the Matseva, and I don't know exactly what year this was, was the original Matseva of Er, the Yud and the Yud, I guess, were a little smudged out, and whoever redid the Matseva um, put on Zayin Adar. But it seems from the um, different places, as we'll talk about as we get towards the end that it was clear that it was Zion Iyar. Although the historians and the tour guides, including my own tour guide in Europe, um, vehemently um, claim that it's Zion Adar, because as I state on the Matseva, but uh, it doesn't seem to be so simple. So Zion Iyar is the 401st yard site of the Kliyakar. So let's talk about who the Kliyakar was. Kliyakar, as we know, is a standard pirush in the Mikroyis Kedailis, Beautiful Pirish and Chumash, and uh, we'll talk about more about that in a moment. Who was the Kliyakar? The Kliyakar's name was Reb Shloim Ephraim ben Reb Aaron Zechreina Livracha. And he was called in his times by the Gedailim, and we'll see who those Gedailim were. He was called the Rosh Hadarshanim. He was the head Darshan in the kingdom of Poland that he lived in, in those years, in the 1500s. And he was called Reish Hamedabrim B'chal He was born in Poland in the year, in the city called Lenchitz, which is mamish like smack in the middle of modern-day Poland, in the year 1540. And um, he learned by the Marshal. The Marshal, the Yamshel Shloimai, the Marshal was Nifter in 1574. The Marshal is buried in Lublin. We were zeichet to be there as well. In Lublin at the Marshal's Kever. So he was a Talmud of the Marshal. In his Sefer Ir Gibayrim, which is his Jerashas, and we'll quote one from this week's Parsha later in this year, in Parsha's Mitzayra, he calls the Marshal Moiri. Moiri Menuchas Kavad. he says he calls him Moiri. And... Um, in the Sefer of Yam Shoshleim, that was printed after the Marshal was Nifter, the Kliyakar has Askama, 
and he writes very big things about him. He calls him Atana Doiraisa Goin Hagodol. Marshal Ashekemat Kalagdoilim Bismanenu Heim Talmidov Umi Meimov Heim Shoisim. He says, Kemat, all the Gedoilim of his time were Talmidim of the Marshal. So he was born in this city in 1540, and um, he had numerous different jobs. This first Rabbonus was in a city called Yaroslav. And that's where he wrote this Sefer that we just mentioned called the Irgibayrim. And the Irgibayrim is basically Jeroshis and the Parsha. Um, and he printed this in the, in the year uh, Shin Lamid, which is about 1570. Um, and he writes in one of the Akdamas of one of his other Svarim, he writes that when I was younger, I wrote a Musr Sefer, a Sefer Musr called Irgibayrim. And he says, I was so poor as a Rav of, in that city of Yaroslav, Yaroslav, I didn't have any lechem, I didn't have any bread, I didn't have any clothing. And also, I Pasha didn't have any wisdom. He says, I didn't have any svarim, not in my house, and not in the entire city. And he says, and everything that I had to write in the Sefer, I had to write Pasha Balpeh. Balpeh from what I knew when I was a Bachar. So therefore, he says, you'll come across different Mamori Chazal, Gemara's Psukim that I quoted incorrectly. When you look them up, you say, it doesn't make sense. It's incorrect. Um, you should know it's because I wrote it by memory. I wrote it by memory. And I think in the in the Sefer Irgi Barim that I have, that they reprinted, I think they fixed that all up. So I'm not sure if that like shtickle takes away from the flavor of the Sefer. The whole godless is he wrote it from memory, but they fixed up all the mistakes. Um, now, he wrote another sefer called Eilolois Ephraim, numerous for him. Another sefer called Eilolois Ephraim, which is like uh, the original cheating sefer. It's basically Jeroshis on Yom Taivim, but he also has split up that there's um, um, split up according to the Parshiyos, according to Divrei Taira and Nisuin, Bris, Mila, and uh, something else, Bar Mitzvah, I think, is the other one. So, if you need a Vard on a, on a Chasana, Sheva Brachis, and you need on Parshas uh, Tazria, so you go over there and look under Tazria for a Chasana, and you'll have a Vart, and you need one for a Bris, you'll find it for a Bris. So, it's a shikha like original cheating safer for uh, people who need a Divrei Taira and different types of occurrences, life occurrences. That's the Eilis Ephraim. Now, he wrote a sefer that's called Rivivois Ephraim. And in this sefer, Rivivois Ephraim, he writes in Nakdama to the Kliyakar Alatayra, he writes that Ipasha cannot afford to print it. And Mamela, it remains as a manuscript. And my understanding is that um, it got lost. In other words, it doesn't exist. My understanding is that we don't have it either. Um, there's a lot of again. It was on. It was on on uh, Chumash, and we'll see. That's really what his godless was. Was Drushus, and that's most of his svarim were. It wasn't Lamdus, It was Drushus, and um, he says that Pashi didn't have any money to to print it. And Memela, um, and Memela, he um, he he never printed it, and it remained at Xaviad, and I don't think uh, we have it. Um, now. What was his godless? 
as we as we're gonna see his godless, as we said before, he was the Raish Hadarshanim and the Raish Hamidabrim, to understand a little bit about the Tkufa that uh, he lived. And in those days, first of all, he lived in the kingdom of Poland, um, which is not in existence anymore, but it was it's it's it it encompasses a, a large area of Europe. And um it was in the golden age, golden era of for Jews in Poland. In other words, it was a very, very successful time for Jews in Poland. Poland itself was very successful at the time. Um, they were successful financially, economically, and the Jews were also very, of course you had poor people, there's nothing to talk about, but the Jews were very, very successful at that time, and people had Parnassa, and people were rich, and uh, it was a very, very uh, a good time to be a Jew, so to speak, in the kingdom of Poland at that time. Anti-Semitism was what it is regularly, but it wasn't the same as it, it became later on in Europe. And, um, and, um, um, that was the, that was the kingdom of Poland of that time. And what did I want to add one thing to that? Um, okay, I don't recall. We'll come back to it. So at that time, um, in the kingdom of Poland, um, oh, what I wanted to say was like this. There was also, the, the Jews themselves actually were very, um, they almost ran their own, own kehilas. There was a vad at that time it was called the vad gimel aratzas. There was the vad dalit aratzas, which was different sections of the kingdom of Poland that were that that Jews had, and they almost ran their own government and was sanctioned by the by the king and the kings at that time. Um, they made their own rules. They made uh, punishments that they were able to punish people. Um, there's there's the, the vad really like almost ran. Um, ran, it was like its own the Jews were under almost their own rulership um, at that time. So it was a very Choshev time to be in Poland because again, economically was good the Jews were very much in charge of themselves um, there were there were laws like you can't become a Rav in any Shtat unless you went first to the Vada Arba Haratzis, as we'll talk about them soon, or the Vad Gimel Haratzis, whichever Tkufa it was, three different land, three different regions or four different regions, and you had to get Rishus to do it. Um, so there was they were they 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 were like a country in a country almost, and um, that's that's the time that he was. Now, at that time, the way it worked, you know, a Rav was not a speaker. A Rav was a Talmud Chacham who passed in and he was part of the Bezdin, perhaps. Rabbanim didn't speak. That wasn't their job. Their job was to, to, to learn. Um, most of the time, they were involved in, you know, lambdas and, and things in Halakha and things like that. And um, speeches and drushes and Agadita, that wasn't where their thing. Um, there was another job in the city called a Magid. And the Magid, his job was to say drashas, and his job was to talk about agarita and and th- things that talk to the people, so to speak, as opposed to like very high lamdasha, you know, pilpulasha, harifis, um, shiurim that a rav a rav would give. So he his what he excelled in, and he was a little bit of a a, a different than other rabbanim, although he was a rav, but he excelled in the agarita world, and that's why, as we said before, most of his svarim. Are all Yergiburim, Alis Ephraim, Sifseidas, Erech Lechayim, Amudeshesh, Kliyaka, Rivas Ephraim. Every one of them is a Joshua Sefer. Joshua's on the Parshas, and Yamim Taivim. He didn't print uh, Lamdashes for him. Um, that's not what he did, and uh, because these, this is this is the world that he was uh, that he made himself a part of. So 
In the year 1581, he came to the big city called Lvov, Lemberg it was called later, and um, and he wasn't a Rav there, but since he was a big Darshan, um, so he became the one who was in charge of speaking in any time there was any type of convention. Like we said, he was the Rosh Hamidabrim. And he even writes in the Akdama to one of his farm. I just want to say that Bechla, we don't have a lot of uh, history about him. There's not a lot of printed history about him. It's all gleaned from, or mostly gleaned from, the Akdamas of his farm of what he wrote about his life. When you put up together all the different pieces, you get a picture of what his life was all about. Um, so he writes in the Akdama to one of his farm, Amud Eishesh. Um, Amud Eishesh is, is a safer that's like um it's 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 going on the Mishnah Um and later on it says MS um um what does it say over there in the end the three things at the end of the first parak also MS Din and Shalom so there's six Amudim. So each one describes, you know, he goes through each and every one Ba'arichus about um about what they are. So so that's in that Sefer Amud Eishesh, he writes that in Lublin there used to be a, a big uh, um, market time, a kibbutz gadol, he writes, that um, he, he calls it Yoyme Deshuka. There was a big like fairs that used to go on, you find this in Halacha, of Hilchas uh, making minyanim in different places, and what the Halachas, of what's a kviyas for a minyan. People used to go to the fairs, you know, you hear in all the Chesidish stories about it too, people would go to the fairs, it went for weeks on end, and all the big people and businessmen from all over would come to the fairs. And at that time is when they figured if everyone's there, they might as well make the, uh, you know, um, the Aguda Convention of the time, so to speak. And all the Rabbanim would come as well. He writes, all the Chachmei HaMedina, Cheresh HaMasker, Kulam Nikbatim Sham, they would come once a year. And he says, Visham HaYadarki Lidaber, I was the big speaker there, Neged Melachim, to the royalty, the kings, Man Malchi Rabbanon. And now, he was a very straightforward and honest person. And he said it like it is. And he was not happy with a lot that was going on with Kla Yisrael at the time. Like we said, Klaiso was financially very successful, and because of that, there were people who were extremely involved in Gashmias, as we'll see a few pieces in a moment, and um, there were people who, um, as we'll talk about in a little bit, he, he, he really gave Starka Musser, and he called people out for who they were. They might have been Chashiv in the world, they might have been wealthy, they might have had a lot of clout, but he didn't care. It didn't make him very popular. Um, amongst people, but uh, he didn't care. This is what he did, and he writes that in this uh, convention in Lublin, he would talk to the to the to the rabbanon, and he would write also. He says um, um, also, if if anyone's there, the leaders and the and and other people also, I would also speak to them and you know tell them tell them where they had to improve. Now, even though he wasn't a rav. He was one of the head of, at that time, was only Gimel Aratzis. He was one of the head of the Vad Gimel Aratzis. On different Takanas of the Vad Gimel Aratzis, um, he, is, uh, he is there. And we're talking about, we're talking about in the times of the Marami Lublin, the Marsha, the Marsha, excuse me, the Lavush, the Shla, um, the, the Bach. Um, and others, we're talking about, you know, this was this was a, a very hush of a time, like we said, for Klai Yisrael, the golden age was not only in, 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 in finances, it was in Torah as well, there was a ton of Torah going on in Klai Yisrael at the time, 
and um, especially you know when people were financially successful in Klai Yisrael at that time, they would they, they made sure their kids learned a lot and became gedolim. It was a it was a very hush of a time to be in Klai Yisrael, and we had all these big gedolim, and the Kliyaka was one of them, and he was the Reish Hamidabrim. He was one of the head of the Vad Gimel Aratus, and he was amongst them in. Um, in in uh, in in that league, so to speak, of of Gedolim. In the year, so so this was um, this was where are we holding over here. So he came to Lvov in 1581, and now in 1601 in the city of Lvov he got very sick. His name when he was born was Ephraim. When he got sick, they added an, on a name Shloimei. And he writes in Akdama to the Kliyakar that um, I made a nether to Hashem that since I got better that I'm going to write the Sefer Kliyakar thanking Hashem Lichvayt Hashem Vitoirasai. And like we said, Ipashit had no money for his other Svarim. This Sefer, the Vad Gimel Aratzis, undertook to the expenses to... Um, to to pay for its printing. It wasn't a common thing for them to do. But... Um, he did it, and in 1602, I guess it took him only about a year, so to speak, for him to write the Kliyakar, maybe he had parts of it before, but the first printing of the Kliyakar was in 1602 in the city of Lublin, and it was paid for by the, um, it was paid for by the Vad Gimel Ha'aratzis. Um, and, um, like we said, he, he, um, like we said, he was very straightforward in his talk. In one of his svarim, he writes that um, since since from when I started uh, speaking professionally, he says first of all I made sure to. He says, He was looking out for what was going on in Kla Yisrael. If there were people who were being mechanef, other people. Kat of Chanufa is a very bad cat, so to speak, looking up to people in into Rishayim and to Goyim and things like that. He says, I would be Mefarsim them. Sometimes I would write letters, sometimes Balpen the Shuls, when everyone would get together, I would make sure to call these people out. I would give Teichacha against those who are too involved in the Havle Ha'ilam, people who are going chasing money, covered, Malbushim, clothing. Everyone wants to be greater than the other and they're putting the other one down. Um, every person wants to be like a chash of a person and run things. And he says, I got angry. What's going on over here? I couldn't hold myself back. And again, like we said, it was Lavdafka, the most popular thing at the time, but it was a Amistika thing that, um, that, that, that that's how he spoke. And we're going to highlight in a few minutes some of those, some of those uh, drashas that he did that. Now, in 1604, he was hired by the city of Prague. Um, Prague was, um, I don't think, I think Prague was not part of the Kingdom of Poland. I think it was outside, it was uh, Moravia or something, or whatever it's called over there. Um, but he was, he, was, he, was, he was hired to be a Darshan in Prague. Now Prague was the Spitz of Klai Yisrael at the time, it was the Irvein Yisrael. You know, they didn't, they didn't go easy on anybody. Um, the Maralmi Prague was still alive then. Um, the Maralmi Prague was still alive when the Kliyakar came, and um, 
he became a uh, he became a big darshan in Prague. Now, um, he he the, one of the things. Now, I don't know if he learned it from the Maral. He went with the derech of the Maral, but one of the things about the Kliyakar was that the Mara, he went with the sheet of the Maral of how to learn. Meaning, we don't really know about this, but there's something called uh, we're not. It's not so much in our world, and even what we call today pilpul is not the pilpul of old. Um, there was a certain way of learning called pilpul, where you made certain chakiros and chilukim and imtim soloimars, and you start building binyanim and binyanim and all levels of of lamdus basically on very shaky foundations. And it was it was a certain type of harifus of learning. Polish pilpul it was called, but it's it's you find that type of learning. And in, in the in the 1500s, in this time it was like rampant throughout Kla Yisrael. And um there was a Muhammad against it. There was a Muhammad against it. Um the um and the Maral was one of those who was Laikim against it. And um, he was against, and, and the Kliyakar himself also went along with this, because he also couldn't handle the, that way of learning. He held there was a certain way to learn, you have to be grounded, and Kedar Hamaral, you had to be very Masudar as well. In other words, you first learn Tanakh, then once you have Tanakh down pat, then you go learn Mishnayis, once you have all the Mishnayis down pat, then you can start learning Gemara, you don't just, you know, learn some, a few Pesukim of Chumash, and then run to Mishnayis, and then run to Gemara, in one of his Sefer, in Amudei Sheish, and, and Amud Hatayra, he goes to town, the Kliyakar, about it, how, how how people don't know anything, and then they forget things, and then, and they learn Masechtas and Yeshivas that nobody, they don't need to know, Chulin, and, 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 and some other, other Masechtas, he says, that, what do you need to know that for, if you're only learning that, of course, you have to know all the Tyra, but if this is all you're learning, you have to learn things that are Negea, that they'll remember. See, as a whole, he, he, he was not a fan of the, uh, of the style of learning at the time. And again, he wasn't the only one. The Maral fought Stark against it um, a, as well. Um, in, in Lublin, you had you had the the, the Ramah's father, Lord Shalom Shachna. He was uh, he had a big yeshiva of Pilpul. He was he was very much for that uh, for that Mahalach and. Um, and others as well. So it was. Uh, it was at the time he, he was against the 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 norm of what uh, the chinuch at the time was happening. So the kliyaka was one of those against the shita of pilpul and chilukim at that time as well. Kederech the Maralmi Prague um, in sixteen. Um, in uh, what year is this? In sixteen oh seven. I'm sorry, not in sixteen oh seven. In sixteen oh nine, the Mar- the Maral was nifter. And at that time, um, the Kliyaka was chosen to be two things. Number one, to be the Rosh Hashiva of the Yeshiva of the Maral. And number two, to be the Rav, the Avbezdin of the town as well, together with the Shla, the Shla Kaddish. And, um, and um, they were both of the Rabbanim at the time. And a lot of Talmidim Chachamim, the big Talmidim, the, amongst the Talmidim, of the Kliyakar is the Taisis Yantif, um, the in uh, in 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 Chulin in Parakelutrefus, the Taisis Yantif in his Pirish over there, Madana Yantif on the Rosh says that this Shaila was in the days of the Av Bezdin, Mareiner Av Ephraim in Prague, and I was one of those who was made a tray for whatever it was. So he's quoting a story that happened at that time. Um, the the Shla's son. 
Reb Shaftel was also a Talmud of his, um, and many Gedalim were Talmidim of the Kliyakar in Prague. Um, so the, um, the, the, the way the Kliyakar writes in one of his Sfarim, he says that, um, um, he writes that, that for three years I was the Rosh Hashiva and the Av Bezdin, and he says... I wanted to be the Darshan. In other words, that's what the Chatchila he came to be the Darshan in Prague. But once he got these two jobs of Rashiv and Avbezdin, he says, I Pasha couldn't Darshan and Shul every Shabbos. He says, because the first two jobs were already too much for me. Kavachimer, I couldn't keep the third one down. He said, after three years, so I guess that's about in 1612, that neighborhood, they were makel on me, they lightened my load, and they said that I don't have to be Dudine Tyra anymore. And instead of that, they gave me the job of being the darshan every Shabbos, Shabbos b'Shabbatoi, and on Yomim Taivim, and um, he gave he gave drushes, and at the same time he was still the Rosh Hashiva. He was still the Rosh Hashiva, and um, so this was um, this was the Kliyakar's life, and that's where he was at the end in Prague, and um, and in the year sixteen nineteen. So he was Nifter in Prague. When he was Nifter in Prague, um, so there's a, is an interesting story of what happened there. Um, there's a Mishnah Bura in Simon Kufnun Gimel in Hukas Beis Haknesses, which says that um, that Kosvo um, Achrayim, the Achrayim write that Anoshim Shechziku Likvar Mesim. The people who have a chazaka to be like the Chavra Kadisha and to bury Mesim, if other people want to help or come and do it instead, you can't be Moicha because when it comes to doing a mitzvah, everyone wants to have the schus. But in places that there are chaburos menuya isalkach, in other words, there's special chaburos like Chavra Kadisha, that, you know, whenever they're called, they're on call, and they drop everything and go, so then you have to give it to the Chevra. No one could just come and say, okay, you know what, forget the Chevra Kedisha, we want to do it. Now, where's the Makar of this story, of this halacha? So the El Yerabah brings the story. The El Yerabah writes, Aniro Isi, Ksav Pinchas Chevra Kedisha Shali, he says, I found in the Pincus of the Chavra Kedisha, in the city of Prague, that when the Kliyokar was Nifter, and his Talmidim, the Talmidim Chachamim, they were the ones who came and they wanted to do the Tahara. If a Tamachacham is nifter, it's better that his Tamidim should be involved with it. So we sent, so there's a Machlaikas here, what to do? There's a Chavra Kedisha, and then there's the Tamidim. So they had a Shaila, so they sent the Shaila to the Shloha Kadesh, the, the Rosh Hashiva in Prague. Upasak and he paskind that since Meacher Shakavronim Misaskim Kalashona Umivatli Miskeim, since the Chavra Kedisha, not only is it this a mitzvah that they do, this is their job. If they have anything else to do, they drop it and they go to the Chavra, they go do what they have to do. Yisasku Gamke Mimatzadik. So they have the right to be involved over here. 
If some of the Hever Kedisha, out of the goodness of their heart, want to be Mavater to some other Chashiva people to let them do it, they could. But they're not Mechayiv to do it. So the source of this Halacha that the Mishaburah brings down, and he quotes the Al Yaraba. But if you, when you look it up in the Al Yaraba, you see the story. The story was this story with the, with the Kliyakar. Now, it doesn't say exactly what happened. If they were Taka Mavata or not, that it doesn't say. I don't know what happened, but um, but the um, but the, the the background of that halacha is a story with the Kliyakar, with the Kliyakar um, and his Petira. Let's just say a, a couple of um, to, to highlight, you know, the Kliyakar. Let's say a couple of things to see 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 like who he was and 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 what he and, and what his Taira looked like. So in last week's parsha, parsha's Mitzayra. He has a very long arichas um, about Lashon Hara. And he writes at the end, this is in Perik Yedalid, Pasuk um, Dalid, I guess, Pasuk Dalid. He writes at the end, I mean, it's it's uh, one, it's like one, two, three, four, like uh, five, almost six columns long. And he says, V'yatsasi Megidri I went a little out of my norms to be myrich. Something parsha, even though it may not be the pashat of the parsha. Yan He says, I see that Lashon Hara is a very big problem in our generation. Play on words, Saras Nashenes. It's an old Saras, it's an old Naga, because in Mitzrayim also they had this problem. And they were Nigalu, Bishus, Abayim Dvarim, one of them is Bishus, they didn't have Lashon Hara. Ube Bayesheni, Chazul Asuram, we know Bayesheni was Chara, Valt Lashon Hara. Vaoid Hayoim Begolus, Hachel Hazechet, Halosh, and Eilich Vigadol, Adalis Hamas Hashem, Lein Marpe. He says, even now, this in this Golus, the Chet Haloshan also. Maybe the Ivrim, the blind ones, with a Vav, Ivrim with a Vav, in the Machene Ho Ivrim with a Bez, and the Jewish Machene will listen. And they'll uh, want to be Masakin it. He says, This was my Jerusha in the city of Lublin, the Parsha Zohar. Shin Samach Beis in Parsha Zohar of sixteen o two. Now, as we said, in, the, in the, those years, he was already in Lavav. But uh, like we said, he used to go to Lublin for the for the for the big uh, convention. So Parsha Zohar Shin Samach Beis b'asif Roshay Om v'chachmi kolakihilois v'noisif alem dvarim kohena v'kohena. So he says this is the drasha he gave. So like we said before, he was. Um, he was, you know, he wasn't shy to say it how it was. And here again, in front of the Gantzah Convention, he got up and told them that we have big problems of Lashon Hara here. We have big problems going on. In a famous piece in Parshas Devarim, and when we were at the Kever two years ago, this is the shtickle that I said over, a famous piece in Parshas Devarim, when it says over there, Pnu Lachem Tzafayna. Pnu Lachem Tzafayna. You should turn to Tzafayna. So Chazal say, that when it comes to Esav, you have to hide yourself. So the Kliyakar says, what does it mean? 
He says that if you're in this Golis, any Jew that's in this Golis, and is Matzliach, a little drop of Hatzlacha, Oz Yatminu V'yatzpinu HaKol B'vnei Esav. Hide it. Ki ein l'cha umma shemiskanes b'Yisrael k'me Esav. There's no jealous nation of Klai Yisrael more than Esav. Why? Because according to Esav, we stole the brachas. We stole the brachas, Yaakov stole the brachas, and Mamela, if we're successful, he feels that we, he, we stole it from him. So he hates us. Um, and he writes, and he says, therefore, when it comes dafka to Esav, <coughs> excuse me, um, the Torah says, <laughs> other nations don't care so much, they hate us any which way. But Esav hates our success. And therefore, you have to be, you know, you have to be under the radar. You're not supposed to flaunt it. And he writes, he says, This is hepech what Klai Yisrael does in these generations. Someone who has a hundred dollars. All the son is wearing chashavah clothing, svunim, and he has these big houses. As if he has thousands, a little bit of success. All the son is building big houses, driving fancy cars. And you're inciting the Goyim against us. And you're being Unfortunately, he says many of our people, this is how they act. And it brings all the Tsaras that we have. People have any 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 seichel, uh, they'll take musr and not do this. These are some of the highlights of uh, highlights. These are some of uh, we are highlighting some of the places, like we said, where he was stark. He was going to eat against what was going on in the world. He wasn't afraid um, to speak up. Just to say, Avart, from this week's parsha, this is the week of his yard site. So, in Ergi Bayrim, Bez Hashem, tomorrow morning on the Dvar Chizuk, we'll say also another shtickle from the Ergi Bayrim Lili Nishmasai. But um, in, in, in here in Parsha's Kedoshim, this has to do a little bit with the Derek Halimut. He says that we find when it comes to the Parsha of Arla, so he says that it's a remez to our children. To our children. And he says as follows. He says that um, the Mishnah Nava says, Ben Chamesh Lemikra, Ben Esser Lemishnah, and Ben Chamesh Esrei Legemara. Five, you start learning Chumish, ten Mishnayis, fifteen is Gemara. And the Gemara says about Metziah, if you only learn Chumish, it's called Midah Sheina Midah. A measure without a measure, because Chumish on its own, you can't understand it without learning more. If you have Mishnah, so it's Midah Shanoisna Malaschar, Gemara Einlecha Midah Gedayla Himena. Because Mikra is Stumim Ma'id, so if you don't, you just learn Mikra, you can't understand things. Mishnah is a little bit clearer, but even so, you can't understand the Mishnayis until you know the Gemara. Sometimes Mishnayis are contradict each other. So he says, Ad Yud Shanim Einelaymid Rak Mikra. He says, until 10 years old, you only learn Chumash, right? From 5 to 10, you learn Chumash. That's 
not saying worthless, but you're not holding anywhere yet. Again, you hear this is, he's talking about if you go with the Derech Halimut of Vashtet in, in, in Mishnayis and others, which is like the Maral's Mahalach, so for five years you learn Mikra, you learn Gans Tanach, you have that down path, then you can move on. But he says, so until 10 years old, it's, your learning is not holding anywhere. So really, a person's learning and his life, therefore, because a person without learning is not, not, not growing up at all, his life starts at 10 years old. Because then you're starting Mishnayis. The first 10 years don't count. They don't count. He only learned the Mikra. That doesn't get you anywhere. Life starts at 10 years old. When are you called a person? When you start learning Mishnayis. So therefore, he says like this. So for three years, Varaltim he says, for three years you have a problem. Three years you're an Aral. Why? Because for three years you only have a Yetzirah. From 10 years old to 13 years old, you have only a Yetzirah, who is called an Aral, and he's the one who's Moshe by Kalagimel Shalim, till he becomes Bar Mitzvah, although he only has a Yetzirah. So even in these three years, where you're learning Mishnayis, but it's learning Mishnayis only with the Yetzirah Arelim Heim. It's still missing, it's still Shvach, it's still not klar, because you didn't come to become Bar Mitzvah. So that's, that's the Pshat. When you're going to plant a tree, you're going to have a child. First ten years, don't count. From once you start life at ten years old, so for three years Arelim, it's lacking because you have only the Yetzahara. Once you get to the fourteenth year Bar Mitzvah, So then a person becomes a Bar Mitzvah. And then he gets the Yetzahara and the Eitzah Taiv goes Kenega the Eitzahara and teaches him the proper way. And earlier he said in the Shtikl that a first person to be Matzliach in Taira has to be an Anav. He has to have Anivus. Yiras Hashem Sinas Ragea Vigayin the Pasuk of Mishlo say. says a person wants to have have Hatzlocha in Taira Kalamisyar if a person is a Balgaiva Chachmasim is Talekas Mimanu. So he says, therefore, the first three years, he only has a Yetzahara, that's Gaiva. Yetzahara is full of himself. Makes a person full of himself. His Hatzlocha in Taira is not, is not going to happen. But once the Yetzirah Taif comes and shows him the proper Mahalach, Uvayoyim Haravi, Uvashana Haravi is in the fourth year, meaning for him it's the fourteenth year of his birth life, then the person is going to make, the, the fruits will be Kaidish Hilulim Lashem. It'll be, it'll be fruits that is a Shvach to the Rabbeinu Shalaylam. And he says that's why there's a Minig that a boy should start davening when he turns Bar Mitzvah. Right when he bars the Bar Mitzvah, he davens for the Amud. He davens for the Amud. Why? Because he has to be Meshabeach HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that now he got his Yetzer HaTayv, and now all of his Torah that he's been learning could have a Kiyum to 
to it because he has a yetzer atayiv. So it's it's kaidish hilulim laHashem in the third in the fourth year, which is after his bar mitzvah, he's praising Hashem. Zok the kliyakar. That's why you, a, a, a bar mitzvah should daven for the amud. He should give shvacha hidol lakadosh baruch hu. And then uvashona chamishis in the in the in the in the fifth year. What does the pasuk say in the fifth year? In the fifth year, so then all of the of the produce is going to belong to him. So now he's going to start learning gemara. He's going to start learning gemara. He's going to produce Now he's going to start producing tvua because now he's going to have the gemara, which is going to teach him what the mishnayis are all about. of the stiras. It's going to come out a halacha bruroi. A clear halacha, which is nimshal itzvua, like it says in the end of Brachas, the Gemara says, Sinai or Ekaharim. The Gemara says, Akol tzrichim lamara dechita. Whoever has all of the of the of the uh, of the wheat, the 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 Sinai, the one who's the bakay, everyone knows him. So you see, Clarkite and Tyra is 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 a mashal to chitim to tzvua. So that's Toichluis Piriyay Lahaisif Lachem Tvuasai. You'll eat the Peri, the Peri and the Tvuais. You'll be able to be Zaycha to have Atzlach and Taira Lahaisif Lachem Tvuasa. And you'll continue to be Isaac and Taira. That's, that says the, uh, says the Kliyakar is Pshad in the Pasuk. That a person has to know that his Atzlach and Taira is dependent on his Matzif. And calls money only as he ate Tahara. So the Taira is Shvacha Taira till he gets his Yetzirah Taif. But Bechlal, you see from this Vart that he's saying, you see what his Mahalach Halimud was. He followed what the Mishnah Mesech Ta'avah says. This was the meaning of the Maral. And therefore, he's explaining the Psukim according to his Derech Halimud and the Derech Halimud of, of the Maral, like we said, which was not the Derech Halimud of the time. So from these few Kliyakers, the two, one from Mitzayra, one from from Devarim and from the Irgibarim, we get a little picture about the history we talked about, how he was stark to give Musa to, to the Ailam. He was very stark about it, and there was the Derek Halimut part of it. And um, that was uh, that's who the Kliyakar was. Like we says he said he was from the Gedali Ailam at the time. And um, you know, we should be Zaikataka, you know, take tomorrow, open up a Chumash, learn a shtikal Kliyakar, Lili Nishmasai um, and we should be zaycha that uh, through learning his Taira and giving an ili for his neshama, especially on his yard site today, Zion, tonight, Zion Ear, he should be a Melitzyaisher together with all the Gedailim to be a Melitzyaisher for Kla Yisrael and that we should have Yeshua's from our current situation. And Bez Hashem, we should be zaycha to the greatest Yeshua, should be Bekarev, and we're going to see the coming of Mashiach, Bimherbi, Amenu, Amen. Have a wonderful night.